0: to episode one of The Next Shot. I'm your host, Justin Tedford. I recently had a really good photographer friend who's given me a lot of advice, and I was trying to figure out what is the first episode of The Next Shot going to be. I had a format. I've had ideas lined up for months and months. I have guests already figured out, but I struggled with what is going to be the first episode. recently started doing live streaming to YouTube and Facebook, and I was asking people for things they wanted me to talk about on a live stream. He brought up the idea of maybe talking about what do we do as photographers and why do we do it? And I thought, you know what? That is the perfect episode one of the next shot. So today... I wanted to start off with the quote that photography is a means by which we learn to see the ordinary. And that was stated by David Bailey. And as I think in this first episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about myself and who I am as a person, as well as a photographer, and my background, and why I do what I do, and the things that I do, and kind of what led me into this whole world of photography. I think that quote is one way that describes me as a photographer. And as things kind of get going and you know, you start your photographic journey, we all start somewhere. And some people just know that they want to do photography and other people start out in other realms of the world and working corporate jobs to find out that that's not their true passion. It was supposed to be an easy A. I was in high school. I started out into the world of painting. I was drawing watercolors, pastels, you name it. I experimented with it. And I mean, I had a passion. I loved doing that. And I love to paint. But for me, it was supposed to be an easy A. And I thought, you know what, let's just take a photography class. And there's a little interest there and a little burning deep inside, maybe. I thought, you know, let's do it. So I took it. And as they say, I was bit by the bug, literally. I mean, there's just something about watching that first print in a tray of developer, you know, that comes across. I think in the world of photography, and what I like to call the creative process, is it's this full circle kind of thing. Painters and people who do drawings and sketches, we all have a process where we go through and, you know, we have these things we think about, we envision something and, It goes on to a canvas or whatever it would have been. But I feel like in the end, you have one. You have one piece of art. I feel like it's so difficult for those people to share that with the world. You have to have showings and all this stuff. But with photography, we can share it across so many platforms at one time, whether it's social media or making prints and making it super affordable if we want for people. And I think that's one thing that I fell in love with photography was being able to start a creative process and take that journey through to the end where we get to envision something and all the stuff in between the gear and the settings and all that stuff that goes into it to then later create a work of art and have so many different mediums in print as well as digital to share this with the world. And I think that's what I love about photography. As I look back in my past to see where I've started, where I've come, and geez, where it's taken me. I mean, I don't think, let's call it 14, geez, let's just put a year out there, 2003, 2004 is when I probably started my journey into photography. And I thought, you know, it was an easy A. It was high school. And then I caught the bug. And then things, I wouldn't say took off immediately in the world of photography for me. But what it did was it led me into my journey. And I started out in the world of film. And I wanted to be a wildlife photographer. That was my main thing. I loved it. I fell in love with the work of Thomas Mangelson. And I don't know, for me, it was kind of like sexy, the world of traveling the world and photographing animals. And then you start getting into finding different genres of photography. And I got onto the yearbook staff and the newspaper staff and found this world of photojournalism where I got to take literally film 12 shots, 24 shots at a time and tell a story. And that was awesome. And I got to photograph football And all these different events. And it was so different. You were never doing the same thing. For me, I'm one of those people, as my wife says, I always have to be doing something. And that's what I do as a photographer and traveling. When I started out, I was doing football, which then led into photographing basketball, which led to my images, actually, which I can't believe to this day. At the age of 17, it's not like it was a New York Times, but it was a small weekly newspaper back home that took me under their wing and said, here, here's some film, go take some photographs. And which then led to me having my first digital camera, which was a little Fuji FinePix S something. I thought I was on top of the world with that camera, but it allowed me to now take more photos than ever at little to no cost. You go out and shoot film and I had 12 to 24 shots, which cost a process, and I started out doing all black and white, so I shot all basketball in black and white. There was no color in the newspaper locally at that time. It led me to actually doing other things for the newspaper. I remember having like several images on the front page, which I thought I was on top of the world yet again. That opened the world to me starting to pursue the world of journalism or photojournalism, and it wasn't a good time in the end. Newspapers were closing. Things weren't happening anymore for photographers. It was kind of the downslide of the world of photojournalism, which I think in my mind, that might be coming back a little bit in some ways. But that was really the rise of digital photography. I think things were becoming more affordable. You didn't have the $12,000 two megapixel digital camera. Geez, I think it was like four megapixels on my Fuji. The world of the digital SLR had opened at that point. And for me, I was going to be a photojournalist. I got a photograph John Edwards during the presidential election. If you're listening to this from Iowa, you know, every January, everybody starts impeding on our state to say, me, 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 vote me in, make me the nominee. And I don't even know why I photographed it. Maybe it was for the paper. It might have even been for school, but it was in Denison, Iowa. It was a creative high because everything was going, you know, it was when's the next shot. I shot it on film and I only had, I think, 12 exposures to work with. I had to get the shots in 12 or less, but a side story, like I was saying was I got shoved into the wall by a photographer, I think from the Associated Press or the AP. And I don't know. I think that would most turn off most people saying, God, this is just way too physical. I don't want to do this. But to me, it was like a challenge. It was trying to be in the best spot At the right time as I got into college I started in the world of mass communication and media to be a photojournalist and I was out at Kirkwood here in Cedar Rapids where I currently reside I started working for the communique and I got to do so many cool things but the world of photography has taken me on this crazy crazy journey meeting some of the world's top photographers at my previous job at the local camera store photographing presidential candidates photographing the historic floods in Cedar Rapids of 2008, which led me to the right place at the right time. I knew something was up. I went and grabbed my cameras to find out that it was presidential helicopters landing. It was just crazy where it's taken me and all the people I have met and the people I mentor have become friends. I think as you start your photography journey, you're going to find it's going to be people and places that you get to go to, but it really truly comes down to the people which kind of leads me back to a little bit about me. I grew up in Western Iowa, in the Lus Hills, not far uh, from Pisgah and Dunlap, Iowa. I think as photographers, your past is what shapes you as a creative, as an artist, what you tend to be drawn to photograph. If you look at my work, I do a lot of agricultural rural communities because that's what I grew up in. That's what I know. I got out of the world finding that landscape was going to be my thing. Because newspapers closed down. Why would somebody take a 18-year-old, 19, put him in a job of photographing things when guys that had been in the industry for 20-plus years were losing their jobs? And for me, I didn't see that as a viable option. That led to culinary school of all things. I worked that industry for three and a half or four years. In that time, I had met my beautiful wife. I was creative, but I was just doing it with food. You have to sometimes leave an industry to find out that what you are currently doing is not a true passion like your previous one, which then I applied one day at our local camera store and got hired and I quit my job in the culinary industry, which then led into sales. I started selling camera gear, and to me it was fun, which then led into management at the store. And that where it brings me into meeting so many people that, to this day, that I still talk to, that attend my live streams, follow me on Facebook. Again, going back to the, those people also shaped me as a photographer and what I do, and they helped me. I think a lot of people don't understand, they're like, oh, you're so better than I, and I don't like that, but... I'm not better than anybody. I'm just another photographer, artist, creative. But they helped me realize things that I was doing, saying, You have a style when there's times I didn't. Which into the next part of my photographic journey was uh, one of our main camera instructors at the store, Doug, had left for a very long work trip. Everybody's like, who's going to teach classes? And I came up and I did not in college like speech class. I did not like standing in front of people and teaching. It's amazing that the obstacles you can overcome in life when you put your passion behind it. I never, I thought it was going to be a six month deal. I'd be done. And that was it. It would just be kind of a little blip in the window with the rear view mirror of life, which led to, I think my greatest passion in photography. And part of my journey is, I've become an instructor. I teach for Paul's Photo in the Creative Photo Academy in Torrance, California. I've led workshops locally. I've got to meet some of the world's best photographers. I was given the advantage to speak with some very nationally acclaimed photographers at Professional Photographers of Iowa back here in March. I fell in love with instructing and being on stage or in front of a group and being that person of inspiration is what a lot of people say I am. And I don't like that either. Like I said, I don't feel I'm inspirational or I'm better than anybody. What I feel is I do as a photo educator and an instructor is I'm teaching what I know, but mostly what I've screwed up at. Helping somebody in their photographic journey. You know what? Justin talked about that. He screwed up here, so I'm not going to make that mistake. I think that's truly what you do as a photo educator. And When people ask me, Justin, what do you do? You know, who are you as a person? It all comes back to photography, really. I would be terrified what would happen if I didn't have photography. Because that's me, 110% me. Everything I do revolves around photography as an artist. And I've had so many opportunities to photograph presidential candidates, teach alongside some really awesome people, meet truly amazing individuals in this industry. And all of that is based off one moment in time, one moment, an idea, something was supposed to be easy, an A. Think about that. Think about how one moment, one decision that you have chosen takes you on a completely different path. I led myself astray off that path. To only find out my true passions lied as being an artist, a photographer, a creative, whatever you want to call it. But it really then led to me being that creative person. And all that creativity led to being an instructor, a teacher, being into live stream, possibly, you know, pursuing YouTube more. But that's me. And a lot of people say, well, who are you? And yeah, I'm a photographer, but I'm also a husband, a father. I have a beautiful nine-year-old daughter, Emma my beautiful wife, Sarah, if I would have had the opportunity to be a photographer with the North Dakota National Guard after my deployment to Iraq, I spent eight years in the Iowa Army Guard. And if I would have had that opportunity to go to North Dakota, become that photographer, that would have been awesome. Trust me, that would have been a whirlwind of life experiences. But that didn't happen. Then I met my wife meeting her having our first child and all that led to where I am at now because if I would have gone to North Dakota who would have known I probably obviously I wouldn't have gotten my job at PhotoPro which never would have led me to instructing and finding a passion within a passion really so I also kind of wanted to talk about you know besides me and who I am as a person I'm a husband a photographer a creative, an artist, whatever you want to call me. But it's going to lead into, you know, I've already mentioned why I do this. It boggles my mind of why I sit in this office every weekend for the last three months, probably 20 hours a weekend on top of a full-time 40-an-hour job in sales. I don't think anything says passion, like when you're putting in about half the amount of time, if not the same amount of time to photograph or I should say to work on my craft and not get sick of it. So really I am deep, deep down at hand, an artist and a photographer. And that's why I do what I do is to help people. Also, you know, I do commercial work. I shoot food for clients. I'm a photo educator, you know, helping other photographers create their passions and lead them on their photographic journey which then all of this stuff has led me to podcasts and live streaming. It's amazing. I started a podcast about three years ago called Shutter Talk. It didn't go very far. I wasn't planned. I just kind of out of a whim pulled it out of the top of my head. And the next shot is literally the next level for me of podcast, because what I'm doing here is I have so much of this more planned out. I have a dedicated site to the next shot, and that's nextshotpodcast.com. It's where everything will be posted. I want to bring on industry leaders, other photographers, unknown photographers and creatives, and give you, the listener, a platform to come find new information. It's part of that photo education side of me. I want this to be fun. I want people to enjoy these segments. It's going to be a bi-monthly podcast where I will have a tip. Some of my ideas are five reasons why I hate being a creative. Another one might be five reasons why I love being a creative. But at the same time, I have all these other ideas of bringing you things that you may not think about. Chris Woolley will be on the next shot. We just recorded an episode with him. He is from Spokane, Washington. He will be my first guest and he is a pinup photographer, lots of headshots. I met him at Professional Photographers of Iowa back in March. And I approached him. And I don't approach people very often. I'm, it's weird. I just don't. As I overthink stuff. And I walked up and after his presentation, I handed him my lip balm, which is my business card and a paper business card. And said, you know, I'm really super interested in being on your YouTube series or your live series of let's develop and I took a chance and I thought he won't call me back or email me and that's fine but I took a chance I won't lay in bed at 2 a.m and say I wish I would have could have because I think in life I have so many of those as well as I wish I could have would as in the world of photography too that I should have taken a chance because what is there to lose? Nothing other than time, how many images I've passed up and didn't take because I was so focused on something else. So I approached Chris and I didn't expect to get an email back. He emailed me back about a week later and said, what do you want to talk about? And I said, I want to talk about passion projects and photography and how you can start projects and get away from the daily grind of your business and find a passion within a passion. And then a couple of days went by and he's like, you know what? I love it. Let's do it. So back in June, I think June of this year, 2022, I was on his uh, one hour show of Let's Develop uh, sponsored by ACI or American Color Imaging out of Waterloo. And it's posted up on YouTube if you want to go see it. But, you know, I talk about passion projects and things like that. So that's a part of the podcast is bringing these people on and the people I've come across. And I think no matter what level of photographer you are, whether you're a professional doing this full-time or like myself, a part-timer, you have something to offer other photographers in the photographic community. And that's what I'm gonna do as a part of the next shot is bring these people in, the knowns and the unknowns, to talk about something they're passionate about. But if you look at my logo of the next shot, there's three words, inspire, share, And create. I was thinking of what are three things that I want this podcast to do. There's three things I need to bring to every episode or a few of them, and that's inspire, share, and create. I want to inspire you as an artist to look at yourself as more than a photographer. You are a visual storyteller, possibly a business owner, whether you're a professional or just getting into this. As photographers, you're so many things. Especially if you're a business owner, if you're a marketer, a content creator, an accountant, a storyteller. There's so many things besides being just a photographer. I think that is might even be a term these days that are just maybe outdated. We're a visual storyteller. We're an artist because so many people's work have become art. And that first word in the tagline of the next shot is inspire. I want to inspire you to create and become a better photographer. And that leads to the second word of create. And I want you to find new ways to create new works of art. Create images you've never created before. Find that genre of photography that you've never explored before and try something new. But I think the biggest thing I want people to take out of this from being inspired and creating images is I want people to share. We live in such a digital world. So many of our photographs as photographers, and I'm the same way, we go out and we take hundreds and hundreds of photographs. And what happens? They stay on these hard drives or memory cards. That's where they live to die. Really, if you think about it, we share what a 10th of our work as photographers, I think. And what do we do? It sits on a hard drive. I want to inspire you to get out there because you're inspired in some way to create an image only to let them sit in the digital world. But I want you to share them on your Facebook page. I want you to share them on Instagram or wherever you share your images. But I also want to inspire you to share your images in print, whether it's coming up with a goal once a month to print one photograph somewhere, somehow, and frame it. Because I talk a lot as an a educator, is this thing called the photographer's toolbox, where it's everything we learn to create the photographer's toolbox to help us create the next shot, really. And that's what this podcast will do, But in that toolbox, there's this thing called the creative process. It's everything we do as an artist and photographer. We have this vision in our head of a scene or this photograph we're going to plan to take or about to take. And we think of all the stuff, the gear, the settings, what do we do? What do we not do? The angles, our exposure, all of this stuff. And we complete 99.9% of the creative circle. And you know what that is? We leave out that small, minute part of the creative circle is sharing, making that print. As we end the first episode of the next shot, hopefully you know more about me, why I do what I do, what this podcast is going to do, especially for you as a listener. I think those three words, this podcast is also going to inspire me to create and share content with you, the listener, and you'll be able to find this podcast on all major platforms. I'm going to post it to my website, tedfordphoto.com, as well as nextshotpodcast.com. I want it to inspire, share, and create. Those are the three words that I want you to live by. But as we end this first episode, I want to leave you with a quote that the limitations in your photography are in yourself. For what you see is what we are. And that's by Ernst Hass. The other quote that I love by Ansel Adams is you don't take a photograph, you create a photograph and maybe just maybe we will have that as an episode in the future of taking photographs versus snapshots. But again, I hopefully you enjoyed the first episode. It'd be great if you could go out and just leave me a review on an Apple podcast or wherever you're listening to this podcast, leave me a review, send me an email through any of my social media accounts, Instagram, as j tedford photo facebook as justin tedford photography or tedfordphoto.com there's a contact form you know reach out share your photographic story maybe i can do an episode of everybody you know several people and their stories and how they become a photographer but remember to get out and explore create share inspire inspire another photographer so again Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of The Next Shot to share this with your family, friends, other photographers, and again, get out and explore and find your next shot.